Hello, hello, this is Jonathan and you're listening to the Johnny Talks Podcast, the place where we help you achieve your financial goals. Hola amigos, hope you're having a great day wherever you are. And if you're a new listener to the show, special warm welcome to you. I really appreciate you tuning into the show. And if you're a returning listener, welcome back. I appreciate it even more. In today's episode, we will speak to Artem Milinchuk, the founder and CEO of Farm Together. Farm Together is a crowdfunding platform for farmland investing. Farmland investing entails investing in land, housing a variety of crops, such as cornfields, that produce corn and wheat for everyday food consumption. We all have to eat. <laughs> so in this sense, farmland investing is a solid and recession-proof foundation that has a place in your investment portfolio. I reviewed the platform a couple of weeks ago and it is the type of alternative investment that makes the most sense to me and that is why I invited Artem. He will give us a brief introduction to farmland investing, what the expected returns can be, what to pay attention to and most importantly why he decided to start Farm Together and why farmland investing can make sense to add to your investment portfolio. This episode is for you if you are looking at diversifying your well-established investment portfolio and or if you are eager to learn more about a, between brackets, new alternative asset class. So without further ado, let's hear the interview. Hello, Artem. How are you doing today? Doing well, thank you. How are you? Yes, I'm very good. It's Friday evening here, so uh, ready for the weekend. Welcome to the show, and I'm excited to speak to you because today we're going to talk about farmland investing. It's a, an asset class we, which we, we didn't really talk about in the show and um, yeah, so you're the CEO and founder of Farm Together. And what else uh, about you? I mean, let's just uh, talk about you first before we dive into the topic. Yeah, thank you, John. So my, my background is uh, 12 years of experience in food, agriculture, and farmland. Mm -hmm. Prior to founding Farm Together, I was employee number one and VP of operations at Full Harvest Technologies, which is a B2B platform for buying and selling produce. I also worked previously at Ontario Teachers Pension Plans, brought resource holdings in YNPWC. Uh, and I hold an MBA from the Wharton School and a BA in the main economics from the High School of Economics. Okay. Okay. Very extensive uh, experience in the investing industry and finance. Okay. Excellent. So yeah, Artem, let's talk about farmland investing. It's a type of alternative investment, but what makes it, uh, I mean, Maybe you can define in your own words. I mean, you're the specialist. What is farmland investing? Farmland investing is quite simple. It's really um, investing in farmland. Farmland is kind of like real estate in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. There's also some similarities with timberland as well as infrastructure. So it kind of sits between those three asset classes. When you invest in farmland, you're really doing just that, investing in the land that produces uh, in our case, uh, crops. So we don't invest in livestock. Uh, very important to also distinguish between investing in farmland and investing in, you know, processing facilities, um, investing in some sort of like equipment. Really what you're buying is fertile, productive land. And so that land um, is then typically rented out to a farmer. The farmer pays uh, fixed rent plus a revenue share. Uh, sometimes it can also be a fully a direct operated model where a farmer is uh, providing operations on spec. So according to a defined set of criteria and the farm itself and the investors in the farm 
carry all the risks uh, and all the potential upside from the farm. The last one is, of course, you know, the highest risk, but also highest reward. And if you know what you're doing, which we do, uh, then those typically actually provide the best, you know, return opportunities. <laughs> okay, so it's uh, really actually investing almost in food, in food uh, industry, in a way. Uh, yes, sir. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it, this, uh, I mean, in a way, food is basic. I mean, everybody needs food. So why is um, investing in farmland then considered as a alternative asset class? I mean, to me, it's, it's basic. I mean, I'm I'm investing in a in a company in a farm that produces food for the society, and I get a revenue share or a or rent. Actually, it sounds simple. So why is it alternative? You know, that's a great question. Everything that goes beyond stocks and bonds. Mm -hmm. Uh, is considered alternative in sort of the finance nomenclature, um, like real estate, credit, Bitcoin, all considered alternative investments. And that's because historically, most of the world has been focused on building a portfolio of stocks and bonds as that was considered, you know, the, the sort of the, the traditional asset class. And in the last 10, 15 years, returns in those asset classes have been heavily correlated with each other and better returns also on a risk-adjusted basis have been found elsewhere in, in other asset classes. So alternative space is exploding. And farmland, you're right, it's you know, the kind of the most basic thing really. <laughs> uh, but for for some reason, you know, it's it's still very niche. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know the reasons why we can dive into them. Uh, and so it's exciting to see farmland opening up. Yes, exactly. I mean, I did a review a couple of weeks ago on your platform. And then to me, farmland investing is one of the alternative asset classes that makes the most sense to me. I mean, that I, I can relate to. It's easy to understand. Unlike wine, where you need to be a specialist. I mean, I relate to wine as well. I like it. But but it's more difficult for me to value it, to, to see where it goes. Even though I like a, a nice wine, it's hard to see, okay, how is that uh, making money to me? It's more like you, you need to be a specialist. Here, farmland, it's more like, hmm. Yes, I see the model. I mean, I need an apple, I need potatoes, I need uh, cereals, I need uh, almonds, why not? So um, what I wanted to ask you as well, it's um, an asset class, you, you touched upon the traditional ones. So how does that differ, for example, is that it's not following the exact same trends? I mean, if the market goes up, let's say in the stock markets, it will will it follow the same trend in the in farmland investing or how are these linked? Yes, um, farmland investments uh, are uncorrelated to most of the asset classes. Uh, the correlation there has been between you know zero to maybe zero point two, zero point three, uh, from zero to one or minus zero, minus one to one, and it has done tremendously well in periods of uh, distress. For example, in two thousand eight financial crisis, farmland was up twenty three percent. So it moves in its own kind of uh, fashion mm -hmm. um, because of kind of you know the very basic nature of the asset class. Mm -hmm. And how has it performed lately with COVID? Can you share some numbers here or is it uh, a bit too soon? Yeah, during COVID, farmland has actually been flat mm -hmm. and uh, in the last couple of quarters even up slightly. So yeah, it, it was incredibly resilient to this you know, massive uh, volatility we saw in the market just kind of continued performing along at a very stable pace, which has been great for us and our clients. I see the value because then, yeah, it, it can help one's investment portfolio to stay stable. And how does it perform in general? For example, now we talked about 
major events, major crises. But in general, how does it perform? I mean, is it 2%, 3%? What is the typical, if that exists? Is there a typical return on uh, investment we can expect? Yeah, absolutely. So the typical returns range from 7% to 13%. Wow. Okay. So it's quite interesting because uh, the stock markets usually are, um, I mean, at least the S&P 500 is usually uh, 7%, 8% after uh, inflation. It's performing in, on average, at least the same. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and farmland has outperformed uh, all major asset classes in the last 30 years. It delivered almost uh, you know, 11%, 12% since 1992. Okay. Well, that sounds, uh, that sounds good. But of course, this comes with risks. So what are the risks typical for uh, farmland investing? Uh, yeah, of course, everything comes with risk. Uh, with farmland, the main risks are uh, typically just the purchase price at which you, you buy the land. You need to make sure that you're not overpaying, and we do a lot of work around that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then B, uh, especially in West Coast, it's water. You know, we are tremendously good in analyzing water, and that's where we can get alpha opportunities, uncover opportunities that others just don't see. Um, so we, we focus heavily on underwriting for water as well because, um, yeah, that's, that's critical in a lot of uh, regions. Besides that, you know, there's some other risks include things like weather events, but, um, you know, we uh, encourage investors to spread out their portfolio, diversify, plus in a lot of setups of the deals, um, you, you as an investor actually don't carry any weather risk. So that's, um, you know, that's something helpful. And then, uh, of course, uh, fluctuations in demand for food, although the overall trend is strongly up. Mm-hmm. But in any particular year, you know, your uh, your almonds might do well, your pistachios might do poorly, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, long term, that's why I encourage long term investing of about 10 years. And um, we believe that over time, those cycles kind of even themselves out. Mm-hmm. And one question that comes to mind when talking about um, returns on investment. Okay, you mentioned 7 to 15% in normal times. Okay, now it's a bit difficult, of course, with COVID. How come it, it increases? Isn't the market saturated with farms? I mean, farmland has been in place since uh, what the um, I mean, since ages, centuries. Isn't this um, owned by families, by corporations that produces on a regular basis? So where does this um, good returns come from? Uh, it comes from price appreciation and cash flows. Mm-hmm. Um, it's driven by scarcity of farmland. They don't make land anymore and land is actually decreasing in supply whereas demand is constantly increasing, not just because of the growing population, but also improving diets. People want to eat better, healthier. They want to eat organic. And so there's you know billions of people coming into the middle class, upper middle class that want to eat nuts that are very healthy, very delicious. Uh, they want to eat fruits. They want to eat organic fruits. You know, they, they want to uh, eat strawberries and cherries, right? And all those things, are, I mean... Even for someone like me, you know, I grew up in Russia in the 90s, all of those foods were considered premium foods for us. Like this is something that we would buy only for special occasions. You don't just go and like buy cherries on a whim. Mm-hmm. Like that's a special thing. And right now, billions of people are coming, you know, just into the standard that U.S. has and will be coming in for decades. So there's just like a tremendous demand for very limited supply. And you also have to remember that it's not just it's not just like land. We're talking about infrastructure as well, uh, of processing, transporting, and United States is a global powerhouse in that regard. They have tremendous efficiency all along the supply chain, marketing arms that allow them to get their products into you know, the hands of, of billions. And so it's it's not that easy to replicate. You know, I think sometimes we think like, oh, you know, you're just throwing some seeds, the tree grows. <laughs> it's 
it's much more complicated than that. And then more and more consumers are focused on sustainability as well, which is a really important point I want to highlight. So Farm Together is a part of the leading harvest standard, which is this new sustainability standard in the United States that is very strict. Um, it is incredibly specific in what one needs to do. So it's not greenwashing. Every farm is audited by a third party. So you can't just, you know, write some numbers there. And so we're excited to be part of that because we firmly believe that consumers will look at the end products and realize that uh, same as, you know, you don't buy blood diamonds, right? So you don't um, you know, buy uh, products produced by child labor. It will be the same. You don't, consumers will stop buying products that damage the planet and will buy products that help the planet. So I think that's really important as well. Mm -hmm. No, no, I, I really like what you said because it's, um, when you, you think of a farm, I mean, in, in people's head, it's uh, the animals, the, the land, the, the, the fruits, the, the cereals. It seems as basic for us. I mean, it's everyday products. And then, you, yeah, you really put it in perspective by saying it's a global issue, actually, and there's a scarcity of land. So that's quite interesting. And then it makes it interesting for the investor as well to invest in that scarce land. So that, that's great. And then, of course, before we move on to farm together, I'm interested into knowing, I mean, you kind of already pointed, uh, gave some clues, but why did you found farm together? I mean, you have the extensive knowledge of the finance industry. Why farm together for you? Okay. Yeah, to answer your question. So for me, the motivation is twofold. One is I love working on complex problems that touch many different uh, parts of life. And farmland is that, you know, it touches food, it touches sustainability, uh, it touches water, it touches equity and how we treat farm workers. So it's really important that, you know, we, we kind of cover all of that. Uh, but then secondly, I think it's just such a fascinating opportunity as well to bring capital to farmers, to farmland owners, to, to give access to the this $10 trillion market uh, for the uh, farmland and so, so for investors who, you know, most of them have never heard of farmland. And when they hear like the wonders it can do to your portfolio as well as to the planet, um, it's just a very easy sell. And so it's exciting to bring something that people kind of don't know they, they want it until they hear about it. Mm -hmm. And now everybody that we talk to uh, wants it. So it, it's uh, just really rewarding to uh, be able to, you know, do that. No, no, it, it's great. I mean, I, I like it. It's combining your passions and helping the, the system to create a better world. I mean, and for you, okay, it's your specialty. So no, that's great. I, I like it. And uh, I really like this mission. I think that's why what uh, interested me mostly when I did my research. So yeah, farm together. So so how long have you been uh, in the industry? Uh, uh, in the industry, we've been uh, for... I mean, the company, yeah, farm together. Yeah, yeah, three years. Yeah. Three years. Okay. So, so how, how are things actually? So you have a, a little team already about what, 30 persons or more? Yeah, we have about 25 people. 25 people. Okay. Mm -hmm. Is it continuing to expand? How, how is it going? Things are going great. Yeah. We've, we've grown almost a hundred X in 2000. I mean, this was from a lower base, but just tremendous demand that we're seeing as well as mm -hmm. supply, both the farmers, landowners and, and investors, I think really like our offering. And so we are on an absolute tear, and that's been really rewarding, exciting to work on that. Okay, but that's excellent. And then how, for example, does Farm Together work? I mean, let's say I'm an interested investor. We said, look, I have some capital, and I'm touched by the mission of Farm Together, and it would be a great diversification. So how does it work? 
Do I call you? Do I go to your website? What's what's going on? <laughs> yeah, so you uh, you can go to farmtogether.com. Uh, you can also email us at info at farmtogether.com. We have a lot of materials on the platform uh, kind of talking about the the investments, educating on the asset class. Everything is done electronically. So your documents you will receive electronically. You can see your farms online. You know, nothing to sign, no paper to send. Payments are done automatically. So it's very, very simple and very pleasant <laughs> to just, you know, own format as well. And then you get to see updates from the farms and we hope to have, you know, video updates, uh, reports from the farms soon as well, just to show you kind of what's happening, what's going on. Okay, that's very good. And then, okay, the deals themselves, uh, what, this is what I'm interested in. Because, for example, okay, I went on your website, huh? so you can, for example, invest in a, in an orchard uh, of apples or in an orchard of um, almond farms or something. Uh, how the, how does it work behind the scenes? I mean, what what do you do farm together? Do you scout for deals yourself or do, do people, do the farmers contact you? How does that work in the background? Yes, there's a, uh, a whole investment team uh, with decades of experience in farm and investing and management that is enabled by powerful technology to find the best deals for you. It's all internal. Okay. And where, where are the deals located? I mean, sorry, maybe the deal, the, the opportunities located? It's um, all over the United States, mm -hmm. but right now it's more West Coast. That's good. So now, okay, West Coast. And do you plan to expand to other regions in the US or do you want to stay focused there? Uh, we plan to expand globally uh, as time goes by. Uh, our ambition is to be a global farmland investment company for sure. Okay. Even outside of the US? Correct. Yeah, Canada, Mexico, Europe, Australia, you name it. Okay, that's that's great. That's uh, ambitious as well. So yeah, let's see. Uh, I'm excited for you guys. And um, the team of investors look at the opportunities. They do their due diligence. They put it on the website. And now it's accessible to me. So how can I participate? Do I need to put a certain minimum? Do I need to be a U.S. citizen or resident? Who can invest? It's only for credit investors now, unfortunately, mm -hmm. but um, we're working on bringing kind of opportunities to non-accredited investors in the future. International investors can invest as well. Okay. International, when you say international, do you need to be earn a certain income like accredited investors in the US or is there a special distinction it's, there? It's a bit more case by case basis, uh, but overall, you know, so far we've been able to accommodate most international investors. Okay. That at least, you know came to a platform. Okay, very good. So, okay, so I invest, I say, look, this opportunity looks good. How do you, for example, say, look, this this farm will produce a return of 7% over, I don't know, five to 10 years. How is this valued, this 7% uh, return? Is that guaranteed or? Uh... Yeah, uh, it's it's not guaranteed, but it's based on uh, projected returns from the farm. Okay, so, so is it the... Um, your, I mean, the investors uh, that says, look, based on research, this should produce about 7% or is it from the farm? Um, no, it's from us. We do all the projections. Okay, very good. Uh, and then when you, um, let's say, go for a deal, how long are you tied to this investment? Is it flexible or is it, no, you invest for the long term, you invest for a, a certain period of time? It, typically, the whole period is 10 years. Mm -hmm. uh, but we do have a secondary liquidity market coming soon that will allow you to um, exit sooner. It's uh, uh, more information on the website, and you definitely should look into that before kind of 
counting on that, but it's it's something we have already facilitated and I'm excited to do more of those. Yep. Yeah. And then, of course, the, the returns are nice. This is what we are looking for, of course. Mm -hmm. But are there also fees that impact those returns? Do you also take a commission or something that we need to know about? Yeah, we typically take uh, management fees and one-time expense reimbursement fee that vary deal by deal, but typically from 0.75% to 1.5%. Mm -hmm. Okay, so still uh, within industry range, I think. So that's uh, that's okay, that's reasonable. And then as well, I wanted to ask you, because you're quite a young company, so of course, you know, the, if somebody looks at traditional investing, there's a track record, so people can look at uh, 100 years Other companies, you can look at um, 10, 15, 20 years. But what about you? Because you just started three years ago. Mm -hmm. Are there any beginners, uh, failures or um, not incidents, but yeah, people that were not satisfied with their, in, uh, with their investments or some problems that you managed to solve? No, so far, uh, everything's been on schedule as tracked. Uh, there's, of course, you know, volatility. Mm -hmm. In, the, in, in some of the markets, some are doing better than expected, some worse, like I said, that's completely expected to be normal. Um, you know, you can't predict the exact price of almonds year by year, you, but no, you no. can have good confidence on the trend. But so far, we've made now hundreds of payouts. We've delivered on schedule all the tax documents. We were probably one of the earliest companies in, in, in sort of the alternative investment space and just in general that have delivered the tax documents on time. A lot of people, you know, they actually delay them significantly. Yeah, no, so far, I think the investments have been performing as expected. Some are even doing much better than expected. So okay. uh, overall, look, we, we have over, like I mentioned, decades of experience investing in the space. Our team deployed a billion dollars combined in ag, food, farmland, uh, some on behalf of the largest pension funds, uh, investment managers. So, you know, we know what we're doing. Like, of course, look, Uh, as in any investment, some investments will do worse than expected. Some will do better than expected. On balance, we definitely expect most of them to do better or in line with expected. But it's also why diversification is important because you know life happens and nothing nothing is safe. And if you want to risk free, you should just invest in the in the treasuries that give you 1.5% <laughs> a year. Mm -hmm. Indeed, indeed. Just a question that's a bit outside of farm together, but the investor. I mean, the interested investor in um, in farmland. So how can he find resources or um, information? Where can he go for information before he studies? Because maybe there's people, some listeners listening, and they say, oh, this sounds interesting. Farm Together has a sound mission. But what work up front can they do? Where can they find information on farmland in general? Yeah, on farmtogether.com, we have a ton of information. Okay, so about the market in general, the price range that they can expect. Because you know what what is interesting, for example, if you look at the stock market, you can look for undervalued companies, you know, with uh, some financial ratios. I will not go into details, but price to book, etc. So I was wondering if there's some something like this for um, for farmland. Because if I invest, if I look at your platform, I will see a deal. And it says there's an almond farm that returns 7%, 10%. So it's interesting. But how do I know that I'm making a deal, that I'm buying something at a cheaper price than it is than it actually is? Is there a way to find out? The thing with farmland is that things are very scattered. There's mm -hmm. some listing websites, but it's not like Bloomberg or public stocks or foreign exchange. Yes, exactly. Have, yeah. You know, thousands of resources available at your fingertips. So what we do is that we 
provide actually background and the research we've done. Um, and look, like if, if you want to kind of double click on that, uh, ask us more questions, we're happy to oblige and show you exactly where we got that information. But a lot of that information is proprietary. Uh, it comes through our personal deep networks and experiences in the space. So a lot of that information is like, you'll never make it to the public. Uh, you know, we'll talk to five, seven brokers and ask them like, what did the last deals you did in the Almond Orchard sell for? What were they like? Uh, and the thing is that anecdotally, 50% of farmland changes hands in a very private manner. And so for a outsider in the space, it's incredibly hard to actually get a good read of what's going on in, in the space. Look, that does mean that kind of you have to trust us a bit more than you would like a manager in say public stocks. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we hope to earn that trust. We hope to demonstrate it with the performance I will deliver in the upcoming years and have been delivering already. Uh, we have demonstrated with our experience and where we worked before. But but we do provide that information. We do say, like, this farm is being bought, you know, below market, at market, uh, above market. But here's why we think it's still a good deal. So we try to be extremely transparent with all of our decision making. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, very good, uh, Artem. I really liked uh, this answer. And, you know, there's not many companies like yourself. I mean, I know some competitors, but there's not many offerings. So, of course, it's new. And so it's uh, my duty, let's say, to to inform the, the listeners. And uh, it's your duty as well to, to help us. <laughs> uh, so that that's very good. And, um, no, I want to thank you for uh, giving this brief introduction. Of course. Of Farmland Investing and, uh, of course, of your company. I mean, I'm, uh, it, I think it's... Uh, it has great potential and I'm excited for it to open up to more investors in the future, the retail investors as well. And um, yeah, I think it, it definitely plays a part uh, in uh, my portfolio, in the listeners' portfolio, if they are up for it. So uh, Artem, so we've come at the end of the show. And um, as you may know, we always have our three quick fire questions before we head off. So the first question is, okay, we talked about farmland investing, but what has been your best investment so far, Artem? Um, in farmland or overall? Overall. Uh, Bitcoin. Yeah, I think it's a phenomenal invention. And I've been holding it for many years now. Um, and it's done really well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, that's good. So, And, and you had the courage to hold or to, to huddle, sorry. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Very good. And then uh, the second question is, do you have a book that you can recommend to anyone? It does not need to be financial, just in general, a book that inspires you? Uh, you know, I'll recommend two books. So financial, I think Ray Dalio Principles is a phenomenal book, both financially, but also for life and mm-hmm. how to organize companies. Uh, Ray Dalio, for those who don't know, is the founder of Bridgewater Associates, which is, I mean, they, they've, they've had some, some challenges recently, but it's one of the best performing macro hedge funds in the world. And investing is incredibly hard. So to do it consistently year over year, you require such a tremendous discipline organizationally and philosophically. And so it's really phenomenal what he has achieved. And, you know, I think he's a a really strong leader and a strong philosopher. Uh, We'll see, you know, how his principles hold up as he's leaving the company. It'll be interesting to watch. But at the very least, I think it's a lot of room for thought and incredibly clear, pragmatic thinking. Uh, the second book has nothing to do with, with finance or, or business or anything, uh, but it's a book, uh, Piranesi by Susan Clark. And it's about a, uh, without too many spoilers, it's about a, a guy that finds himself with a lost memory living in this surreal, uh, ginormous, you know, house slash world. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, the imagery, if you know, the Italian painter Piranesi that did the surreal landscapes of, you know, fallen towers and crazy. Um, kind of 
Roman looking uh, landscapes. It's sort of that. So that's those two are my favorites. Okay, very very cool. And as well, you know, I like to have, um, of course, business books or finance books. Uh, but uh, as well, I like as well to alternate with um, novels or stories, etc. So it's great. So thank you for uh, suggesting two books. And then the last question, uh, Artem, what is a, a great purchase you can recommend for under $100? <laughs> oh, man. Um, you know, probably like a good kitchen knife. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's uh, something that holds its value for a very long time and It's just a pleasure cutting something with a knife that is good yeah. and just by like a sharpening and stone as well. Okay. Very good. Very good. We have a hobby cook as well. And of course you need to, to cut your uh, fruits from the farm. Huh? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> exactly. Very cool. So Artem, uh, okay. Of course, everyone can find you at um, farmtogether.com. Uh, any other places where uh, the listeners can find you? Uh, no, that's probably the main one. Uh, also email info at farmtogether.com. Okay, well, Artem, I want to thank you so much for um, participating in this podcast. It was uh, yeah, great to learn, and I'm sure it will be useful for the listeners. So thank you very much. All right, thank you very much. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and that you learned something from it. And if you find it useful, please make sure you share it with a friend. Or you can also read the show in your favorite podcast app. There's a link in the description. Every review helps the show to grow, so if you do so, thank you very much. And now, before I let you go, let's head to the key takeaways for today. Number one, investing in farmland is similar to real estate. You are essentially investing in land that produces crops. Number two, a simple definition or way to look at alternative investments. It is every type of investments that goes beyond stocks and bonds, because historically this is what investors have been most exposed to or had access to. Number three, the returns of farmland investing come from the fixed rents and the revenue shares from the farm. The typical returns range from 7 to 15%, so that's quite interesting. So farmland investing has indeed outperformed all major asset classes in the last 30 years. And the price appreciation and cash flow of the lands, where does it come from? Farmland has become increasingly scarce. And uh, you probably heard this quote from, uh, from Mark Twain, buy land, they don't make it anymore. And as well, combine that with people wanting to eat better, you can see the dynamic. And we have a strong demand and a limited supply, which pushes the price of land up over time. Another interesting aspect of farmland investing is that it is uncorrelated to the stock markets, meaning it moves it in its own way. It does not follow the same trends or fluctuations as the stock markets. This makes it again an attractive opportunity. Number four. This attractive opportunity also comes with risk, unfortunately, but that's how it is with every, as with every type of investment. So what are those main risks? The purchase price risk, the risk of overpaying the price of the land, access to water, which is a critical factor when you want to grow crops on land, weather events, the variations in the demand for food. These can vary over time for specific uh, foods or nuts, for example, as uh, Artem mentioned. The way to mitigate those risks is to be diversified as well in farmland and different type of farms and as well to invest for the long term which also will absorb some of the demand fluctuations over time and last but not least the information is difficult to find online it is scattered and not accessible widely to the public as for traditional investments for example you will need to read as much as you can uh, online on farm together's website etc 
This means as well that you will need to put a bit more trust than usual or that you would want to in professional advice. So that was it for today. Thank you so much for listening. It really means a lot to me. Make sure you subscribe in Apple Podcast. And of course, please do not hesitate to contact me. If you have any questions or feedback, send me an email, john at johnnytalks.com or connect through social media at johnnytalks on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And amigos, once more, thanks so much for listening and I'll speak to you next time.